Welcome to the Ecclesia Podcast. I hope everyone is having a great day today, and I cannot wait to get into the second part of this Broken Heroes series. Now, last time I talked about a hero named Samson, and he had all the traits to be a hero, and yet he became a broken hero. He was incredibly blessed by God with great strength, and sadly, his sin would lead him to do some pretty stupid things and even go against God's covenant that he was supposed to keep. But in the end, Samson was able to still carry out God's will. Now today I'm going to be talking about someone who did not have the physical capabilities that Samson had. In fact, while Samson was given his strength from birth and he had a mapped out plan For what he was supposed to do, the person I'm going to be talking about did not come from such a great beginning. In fact, it was a miracle that he survived his childhood at all. And this person is Moses. Now before any of you ask or start wondering, how is Moses a broken hero? Just listen to what I have to say. If you don't know a lot, of background information on on Moses, here is some. He was a child who was born to the Israelites in a time that the Pharaoh of Egypt controlled the Israelites, and he wanted to kill every boy who was born to stop the population from growing. Moses survived, though, because his mother put him in a basket and floated him down the Nile River. And there the daughter of the Pharaoh would find him and take him in as her own. And we find early on in the story of Moses that he was not exactly perfect. Starting in Exodus 2.11 we read, One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his own people. Looking this way, and that seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? The man said, who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, What I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. You see, Moses was not perfect. He did things that he shouldn't have done, specifically killing an Egyptian. And right there, Moses had to be thinking he could not return to Egypt, nor did he probably want to. I mean, we're talking about Pharaoh, who at that time was probably one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful leader in all the world at that time. And he wanted Moses dead. And I don't think Pharaoh cared about how much time would have passed. As far as he was concerned, Moses was a traitor and should be treated like one. 
And yet in Exodus 3, God tells Moses to do something that Moses did not want to do. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the Lord your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because they're slave drivers, because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now I go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now again, Moses was a traitor. And he, would not have been rec- and he would not have received a welcome home party if he went back to Egypt. So Moses tried to come up with any excuse possible not to have to face the Egyptians. And by the way, if you're ever in Moses' situation, do not try and come up with excuses to tell God because it is not going to work out for you. It's like trying to sell someone you can't do something because you're really busy and they have your blank schedule with nothing on it right in front of them. And Moses tried really hard to get out of going to Egypt. And every time God had an answer for him. He told God, who am I? I can't go in front of Pharaoh. He won't listen to me. And God told Moses that he would be with him. Then he said, well, suppose the Israelites ask what your name is. What am I supposed to say? And God said, tell them, I am sent you. And Moses responded back, well, what if they don't listen to me or they don't believe me? And God gave Moses three signs he could show them. He allowed Moses' staff to become a snake as a sign. He allowed Moses' hand to become leprous. And he made it so that if he poured water from the Nile on dry ground, it would turn to blood. Then he tells God, well, I just can't speak that well. And I love the response God gives here in Exodus 4.11. The Lord said to him, 
Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Now I love this response because Moses is telling God, I just haven't been given the gift and the ability to speak well. And God's response is, I'm the one who gives you your words. I'm the one who gave you your mouth. I can help you speak. I can give you this ability. And at this point, there should be no more arguing. God has given an answer to every one of Moses' questions. And he has given him the tools to succeed. And yet when we read on, we find the real reason why Moses was coming up with all these excuses. In Exodus 14.13 it says, But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. See, Moses was not trying to give a legitimate excuse on why he could not carry out this plan God wanted him to do. He just was saying all of this stuff because he did not want to do it. And maybe he was scared. Maybe he didn't want to face Egypt again. Maybe he liked his life and where he was living now. But one thing is for sure. He did not want to go back to Egypt And he was going to say anything to get out of it. He did not want to follow God's plan. He was too scared to do it. And in fact, God gives Moses somebody to help him. He sent him with his brother Aaron to speak on Moses' behalf. Now, the reason why I tell the beginning of Moses' story is because it shows who he was. If you grew up in the church, it's very easy to put Moses on this pedestal for all the good things that he would have eventually have done, looking at all the heroic things that he would have done. And we can quickly forget how much God pushed him to do what he would eventually do. I mean, he showed... Signs and miracles to the Egyptians. He eventually was able to get Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. He was able to lead the Israelites across the Red Sea on dry land to escape an army of the Egyptians who would have been bigger and scarier than them. And he was able to lead the Israelites into the wilderness. Moses is the one who God entrusted with the Ten Commandments and was the only one who could go up on Mount Sinai where God descended onto to speak to Moses. And again, we forget that Moses started out as a child who floated down the Nile River, grew up, killed an Egyptian, and fled. He started out as broken, and yet God was able to use him in a way to make him a hero. He may have been thinking his life was over. He may have been thinking that what he did, it was a disgrace to his own people. He was too scared to confront them. He couldn't do it. But yet God still provided a way. 
And he didn't allow Moses to stay a broken hero. He didn't allow Moses to stay broken. He allowed a way to let Moses do incredible things. And that's what God can do through us. And that's why whenever you're thinking you cannot do something because you're too afraid to face something in your past or maybe you're just too afraid of something in general, remember the story of Moses. Remember that even when you are scared to face something, God is big enough to overcome it and use you for something incredible in your story. No matter how much you've messed up, no matter how much you think you're broken, God can use you. This has been the Ecclesia Podcast. Signing off.